Welcome to Museum Archipelago. I'm Ian Elsner. Museum Archipelago is your audio guide through the landscape of museums. Each episode is never longer than 15 minutes. So let's get started. Attendance View is a blog of hand-drawn, single-page cartoons that capture a slice of a museum attendance day. The comics show confused visitors, tourists asking the same questions over and over again, and museum board members flouting the rules. One of my personal favorites illustrates the horror of an attendant hearing the words, Stop licking everything, shouted from a gallery just outside her view. Hi, I'm the writer and illustrator behind the Attendance View blog and website. Attendance View is talking to me today through a voice actor because she expressed interest in being anonymous for this interview. I keep things anonymous in order to help people feel comfortable approaching me. They don't feel like people will backtrack and go, if it's her, I think this story is about this venue. And if it's about this venue, I think it's this person that's spoken to her. Also, in the future as well, I wouldn't necessarily want to apply for a job somewhere and have someone go, oh, you're that person that does that website. In two or three years' time, are you going to be telling stories about us? It's a little bit of self-preservation, but it's also to help other people feel comfortable. Attendance View has been creating comics about her experiences in museums for seven years. She says that about 60% of the comics are about something that has happened to her or around her personally, and about 40% of the comics are about events that colleagues and others have told her. Maybe this is just a translation issue, since I don't live in the UK, but I'm not sure I understand what a museum attendant is. A museum attendant is someone who you'll find working the galleries, talking to visitors, quite often doing a range of roles. You attend to the museum. You attend to the visitors. In the US, think it probably would be front of house. That's a term now that's being used a lot more in the UK, too. I think it's becoming a more generic term these days. So this role, as an attendant for a museum, was the role that you had when you first started doing these illustrations? Yes. The first role that I started in was an attendant for a museum. I started drawing them in work because myself and my colleagues would have certain situations happen. And it just became a way to share that situation with other people or to make light of something that might be frustrating. And a few of my colleagues said, you should share these. You should show other people in other places that when this happens, they're not alone. It's not them that has done or said something stupid or embarrassing. All of the staff do it. Also, the good things... It's really nice to share the visitor that just makes your day so much better. And to say if we're having a bad day, there is something that will say or do something that reaffirms that's why you do that job. That actually brings up another of my favorite comics of yours. It's about a kid who's having the time of his life at a museum. And at the end of the day, when the museum attendant informs him that, yes, he can visit again... He is overcome with emotion and hugs the attendant. That's actually a pretty powerful story that a friend told me who had weeks and weeks where they were actually looking for another job. They were looking to leave where they worked and worked somewhere else. Then they just said, I've had this amazing day. It was one of those moments that reminded them why they wanted to work in a museum and why they want to work with museum visitors. See... As soon as she told me, I thought, 
That has to happen. I have to show people this. Has there been a sort of fundamental change in the way you think about the project in the seven years that you've been doing it? Some of my role has changed. The job I do has changed somewhat, which has given me a perspective into other areas that I didn't have when I first started doing it. I occasionally have more cartoons now that might be what's happening with management or what's happening behind the scenes, but I still think it's important to share all of the aspects and again, show that there are some good days, bad days, good people, bad people. What about the fundamental changes in the political climate since you've started? There's quite a lot of problems financially. The government in the UK happened to make quite big decisions about where money does and doesn't go. But then filters down to local levels. At local levels, they make decisions between do we keep a care home for the elderly open or do we close the local museum for three days a week? A lot of staff are suddenly finding the roles are either not being replaced or that they're being purposely made redundant and there are a lot of voluntary positions coming in. There is someone that's willing to work for no money, who will then replace the person that previously was working for money. In most cases, there are voluntary positions being made, or just levels of expertise where you may have had two curators, and now you've only got one curator who's trying to combine both areas of expertise in one role. It is a very tough time for a lot of professionals in the UK at the minute. Does that mean that the people who might be in a volunteer position, even though they might be enthusiastic about the museum's mission, aren't approaching their role from the degree of professionalism that somebody who sees it as their job might? I think a lot of volunteers get a lot of quite undeserved flack. They get a lot of accusations that they're taking a job that someone could be paid for, that they're amateurs. The reality is a lot of people doing those jobs are volunteering because they want to work in museums and heritage. They believe that by volunteering it helps boost their CV. It helps get their experience. Or you get a lot of people who've retired and they got expertise, they've got ability, they've got knowledge and they can bring a lot to an organisation. The bit that's difficult is managing volunteers. Institutions need to understand that you need contracts. You need to treat a volunteer just like hiring a member of staff. Don't just take anyone that comes in and says, I'll do the hours. You need to be clear what you need them to do, and also what they're going to do in return. You know, for doing free work. You do get the occasional clangor. You get the occasional person who flat out refuses to do something, makes a drama queen out of it. I've heard some quite exciting stories from America as well, with people using racial slurs in their guided tours, and they're not understanding why people have a problem with it. Then I think it's like any staff member. You have to treat your volunteers very carefully, because they can be wonderful people, they can be a real credit to an organisation, but you have to understand what they need and what you need. Yeah, I may occasionally tell stories about volunteers doing crazy, awful stuff, but I think for me, that's part of the warning for you that you have to be careful. You have to remember that your volunteer is not the same as a straight-up staff member that's doing it for money and that comes with many good and bad issues. Nowadays, in your seven years of doing this, do you have a special routine when you get out the pens and start drawing? Are you drawing in a particular place every time, or do you 
just kind of do it wherever you have an idea. If anything, I've got less of a routine these days. I used to be very strict of myself. I used to have a schedule for when I was posting. Then I realised that I was sometimes searching for things to write about. So what will quite often happen now is I will jot things down as things happen. I'll make a note of it. As emails and messages come in, I'll flag them up. Then I'll sit down for a couple of hours, get things drawn up, and then I've got a month or two ready to go. Very occasionally, if I'm out and about somewhere, I will spot things at venues that I'm visiting. But I'll see something and think, oh, this is brilliant, you know? These people don't realise that someone can hear what they're saying, or only someone that works in the museum will understand why this particular thing is funny in a particular way. So I'll occasionally draw things whilst I'm where I am, if it's done on location somewhere else. There's an interesting story here about the tools that we use to share our experiences in our jobs, and how even with tools that make it easy to share, there's still often a need to remain anonymous. It's great to see a tenant's views work using all of these social media avenues, but doing so in the unique medium of comics. You can see Attendance Views Comics at attendanceview.com. I do think more people should be talking about what they're doing, whatever it is they're doing. If you're front of house, back of house, if you're working after kids in education departments, just share what it is you're doing. Talk about it. Let people know what actually goes on in what you're doing. Just demystifying these jobs a little bit, I think is really valuable to people. This has been Museum Archipelago. We hope you enjoyed your visit. For more information or to submit feedback, go to museumarchipelago.com or museum underscore go on Twitter. Next time, bring a friend.